Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What do you do when you hook up with a friend and all of a sudden you get mixed signals? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... I, 21-year-old female, broke up with my boyfriend, 24-year-old male, because he texted his ex. Three days ago, I broke up with my boyfriend because he texted his ex. This heartbreak is the most painful thing I've experienced and it's making me question my decision. I found the messages on his phone. He was on a vacation with his friends where he was with her last year. He texted her that everything there reminds him of her and he just wants her to know that he's thinking about her. Then he asked her if she would like to meet up for a coffee. He told me that he would have asked me if I was okay with them meeting, but that doesn't make it any better. My trust got crushed and I broke up. Does breaking up seem like something you would do in this situation? Please share your thoughts. So in this situation, I think OP probably did the right thing. If somebody texts and says, yeah, where I'm at just makes me think of you and I just want you to know you're on my mind, that seems a little bit more than what you would send to a friend, even maybe a good friend. I don't know how long this relationship was going on, but it doesn't sound like something I would just overlook, that's for sure. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tough relationship questions, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is my 34-year-old female, boyfriend, 35-year-old male, of 9 months, is very wealthy and often treats his guy friends, but he rarely pays for me. My 34-year-old female, boyfriend, 35-year-old male of 9 months is very wealthy and often treats his guy friends, their friends, and their girlfriends to vacations, spending five dollars to $10,000 plus on houses for the weekend, but then on couples trips, he expects the two of us to split expenses. He lives it up with his friends, but then becomes cost-conscious whenever he and I do things together. I have no problem paying, but it makes me feel like he values me less than his guy friends. I always thought a significant other should be prioritized relative to friends, but maybe I have things backwards. Do you think this is a negative sign for the future of our relationship? This is actually a really tough question to me. I think you probably need some more details, like, in the greater scope of things, what this guy does spend on OP, does it add up to a lot more than what they do on their friends? Or are they genuinely spending way more on their friends than they are on OP? I guess it also comes down to in a situation where they want to do things with their friends and their friends just can't do it, they're probably going to have to pay for it to make it happen. If OP themselves is in a situation where they can afford paying a bit of the expenses, it probably is still fair to pay something rather than expect the guy just because he's very wealthy to pay all of it every time. I would definitely say approach the topic with him and try to talk through it and understand where you both feel about it. Maybe something constructive can still come from it. This next story is, I, 32-year-old female, am supposed to be getting married to him, 39-year-old male, this winter, but he's explosive. This isn't anything new, but I'm now really starting to get worried. 
He's always been explosive over anything stressful, and then super loving and apologetic. I love him and he's great as long as nothing stressful happens. Last year, I told him he must deal with this. So he went to therapy again. He had actually been going to therapy when I first met him eight years ago, but I can't see that it's helping much and I don't know if this is something I need to just learn to live with. Anything stressful sets him off. It can be a minor stress such as takeout forgetting to include something or the dog peeing on the carpet or me knocking a glass onto the floor and it breaks to a more major stress like finding out that there's mold in the basement, expensive, or his credit card getting locked unexpectedly or his phone dying when he's trying to call an Uber when he's late for something but it's always the same. He flips out shouting, swearing, often blaming me, even if he needs to do some mental gymnastics for that. Usually things work out, as they do, or it wasn't all that important in the first place. Nothing ever has had serious consequences. As soon as it's fixed, he doesn't end up being late, I clean up the glass, they unlock his credit card, etc., and he calms down, he will apologize. And then he's very sweet and loving. The issue is that this roller coaster is exhausting. I can never predict when it will happen because it's usually just random stuff that everyone deals with. I doubt anyone has a stress-free existence, but his reaction is what makes it so much worse. I'm mostly easygoing, but I can get stressed too at times. But when I do, I might vent to him or cry if I'm feeling overwhelmed. He, on the other hand, will be loud and angry and swearing and often will vent at me blaming me rather than just venting to me we've talked about it a lot and he says he's sorry he's always dealt with stress like this and he'll try to stop but he never does on the weekend we were at an amusement park and having a good time and suddenly he realized he didn't have his jacket and his wallet with him both of us immediately started looking for it frantically but he kept saying what the freak is wrong with you even though of course it wasn't my fault i'm not the one who was wearing his jacket It's like his knee-jerk response is to blame me, and as soon as he found it, he was happy and apologized and expects everything to be hunky-dory, but I'm left reeling from all his anger and swearing and blaming. He then tells me that I hold on to anger. One time recently, he needed to submit something for a deadline and his computer kept freezing. He was so mad. I was quietly trying to suggest a fix, but that enraged him more. He was shouting and swearing, and I honestly felt so much anxiety. But I just sat there and didn't say anything more for the next 10 minutes of heck. In the end, he got it submitted, and he thanked me for reacting perfectly, meaning I was quiet, I didn't leave, and I didn't react at all. I don't know how often I can react like that, though. Is there a way to help him overcome this? Do I need to go to therapy with him? I honestly don't know what to do with this behavior and I'm desperately searching for some outside opinions. I'm hoping someone with the same issue can give me some insight on how to handle it. Now, I would be lying if I'd say that I knew how to handle this for sure or that I've been exposed to this kind of behavior, but I would imagine some kind of therapy would be a good starting point. To me, it definitely sounds like some kind of deep-rooted issues going on here considering the fact that they said this is how they've always dealt with stress. It's unfair to you, and it's clear that they have an idea that what they're doing is wrong because they apologize after, so maybe through something like therapy, you can finally get some progress. Our next story is my 27-year-old male, girlfriend 27-year-old female, 
keeps pushing me to try non-monogamy and asks why I won't compromise when I push back. We're both 27 and have been dating for 10 months. My girlfriend Lucy is bisexual and has always been open with me about her kinks and fantasies and bringing in other people features high on her list. I'm pretty vanilla by comparison. I've never guilt tripped her or shamed her when she opened up to me about these, but I always made it clear to Lucy that they were a bit above what I could provide and that in particular I would never be comfortable bringing another man into the equation. About six months into the relationship, Lucy suggested that we have a male-female-female threesome with another woman and that she would be happy to arrange it. I was a little apprehensive about this initially as I didn't want it to be used against me as a bargaining chip further down the line, and so constantly checked in with Lucy, asking if she was sure it was something she wanted and that we would be doing together. Not long after it took place, Lucy suggested that we visit a garden party together, which we did, and at which we only played with each other. She also suggested reaching out and meeting other couples involved in the scene. My understanding was that we would be befriending couples who were also dipping their toes in the water with garden parties and such, and have people who could accompany us to these kinds of events as friends. We matched with another couple on an app and met up with them a few times for drinks. Earlier tonight, Lucy called me and hit me with a curveball. She said that the past few months, she had been feeling unsatisfied and unenthused by our sex life. This really caught me off guard. I knew that Lucy was more adventurous, and I thought I'd been doing a decent job of accommodating this. What we had done with the other lady, the party, and talking to another couple. I was hurt by this revelation, but I did my best to find out from Lucy what it was she felt was lacking, and what we could do to fix things. After a bit of probing, it became apparent that she wanted us to experiment with male-male-female-female non-monogamy. Flirting with other people, playing truth or dare type games with them, ideally some form of swapping, etc. All things that would make me uncomfortable and which I just can't ever see myself doing, and yet which are extremely important to Lucy. I asked Lucy if there was anything else at all we could try in order to meet in the middle. The subject of toys came up, but it was pretty apparent that this was a mere sideshow. Lucy got a bit crappy with me at one point, insinuating I wasn't being open-minded enough, asking how I knew that I wouldn't be into what she was asking, that the situation is unfair and that I'm not willing to compromise. Even though she is the one instigating all of this whilst being fully aware what my boundaries are. After a bit of back and forth, it eventually dawned on us both that we were staring at the end of the relationship. I told Lucy that I was hurt by the revelation, but that I was still thankful that she spoke up, that she needs to do right by herself and not compromise on something if it's important to her. At this point, Lucy became tearful, asking if this was the end, that this wasn't how she expected the conversation to go and so on. We ended up saying goodnight after promising we'd have another chat about it later. I'm writing this now, having just gotten off the phone with her. I'm pretty gutted. Being told out of the blue that your partner has been unsatisfied and unexcited isn't a particularly great thing to hear. I think this is probably the end of Lucy and I, as I don't see myself ever entertaining the scenarios she wants us to partake in, and even if she agreed to bury it, there would be the risk of this coming up again at a later date. Since I started writing this, Lucy's been texting me pleading with me to compromise, I'm trying my best to explain to her that the boundaries she's asking me to compromise on are hard ones and which would very likely lead to me getting hurt. 
But the topic of compromise keeps coming up. Not sure what to do. I would appreciate any advice on how to navigate this and if things might possibly be salvaged without major boundaries being crossed. Thanks. So, personally, to me, from what OP's describing, it sounds like something that just isn't compatible. It sounds like they very clearly want something else in their life that OP is just not going to be okay with. It sucks if in every other way you seem totally compatible and happy together, but if there's something that fundamentally important to one person that's just not okay with the other, it hurts, but I think it's for the best to know when to let it go. Either OP caves and they live with something that they're almost certainly going to regret, or she caves and she's going to be unhappy and unfulfilled until, who knows, maybe she finds a different way to act that out. This next story is, my 28-year-old female, friend, 29-year-old female, complained to our boss about me. Is it too dramatic to end our friendship? I've known my friend Emily for a while now. We met about 7 years ago when we both started working in the same industry and we were friendly acquaintances for all of that time. A few years ago, a job came up at my work and I recommended Emily for it. I told my bosses she would be perfect, and she got the job. For the last three years or so, things have been great. Emily and I are in a small team of two people and we work really well together. I would comfortably say we're friends as well as colleagues. I've met her husband, we buy each other birthday presents, and we talk and text all the time about work and personal stuff. That was until recently when we had a regular performance review with our boss Tom. We have the reviews every year. Tom works in a different office, so he had to come to our location that day. I had mine before Emily, and I told Tom things were going great. Emily had hers and didn't mention how it went. Fast forward to a few days later, Tom was back in our office for some reason and asked if I had a second to chat. He said something had been raised in someone else's performance review, then suggested to me that I should change the way I do my job in several highly specific ways. He's not familiar with the workflows and processes Emily and I have, so it was strange that he was suddenly suggesting changes in granular detail. When I asked him where this had come from, he said it had come from Emily, who had told him the way I was doing my job was stressing her out. I'm absolutely flabbergasted that she complained to our boss without raising this with me first. When I went back to my desk, I asked Emily what she had told him, and she said she didn't mention my name, but did say she was stressed. She was extremely defensive and it was very awkward. Part of Emily's personality is she complains constantly about her husband, her family, her in-laws, other people in our industry, people around the office she finds incompetent, random people she encounters, and random inconveniences in her life. I always accepted this as a personality quirk of a friend, but I feel like she's pivoted to complaining about me exactly the way she complains about everyone else. I don't want anything to do with her after she went behind my back like this. After this happened, we both went back to work and kind of mutually pretended nothing was wrong to get through the day. She even went back to complaining to me about things in her life, including her husband. This feels like a completely immature thing to say, but I just don't want to be friends with her anymore. I don't want to be an emotional sponge for her frequent problems when she had no issue at all with stabbing me in the back because she apparently felt stressed. Is it too immature to tell her that I want to be colleagues only from now on? I'm uncomfortable that I've told her a bunch of personal stuff about myself, and now she might tell everyone. How do I even begin to navigate this situation? 
I would say you actually want to be careful with just telling her that you don't want to be friends with her anymore. On- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Honestly, I would say just start backing off the gas a little bit. Start getting simple, start getting cold, simple answers, don't create conversation. They might ask what's up, they might say, why are you being so cold, but you just say focusing on your work, or nothing's out of the usual. Don't give her reason to run right back to the boss, or give her any kind of motivation to do the things you fear that she would do by highlighting that you have those fears. It's kind of quiet quitting on your friendship. Our next story is, I am straight and I may be sexually attracted to my best friend. My best friend, 26-year-old female, and I, 26-year-old female, were at a sleepover. Her boyfriend and some of our other friends were also there. We had a few rounds of wine. My friend, her boyfriend, me, and another friend shared a room that night. It was really late in the night and we were slightly drunk from the wine. My friend thought I was asleep and she and her boyfriend got a little naughty. The room was really dark, but I could hear them. I love my best friend. I had never once thought of her in that way, but this incident has gotten me out of normalcy. Every time I think of that night, it works me up. I'm not attracted to her boyfriend, but the thought of her boyfriend doing stuff to her gets me. I don't know what to make of this, or if this is even the right sub, but yeah. Thanks for reading. So, to me, it doesn't even really sound like it's your friend specifically. It sounds more like you had neuron activation from just the act that was going on. To me, it just sounds like OP found out that they kind of enjoy watching or being close by. This next story is, I, 24-year-old male, am overthinking my girlfriend's 24-year-old female relationship with male best friend. Hey y'all, my 24-year-old male, girlfriend, 24-year-old female, is great. Never given me a reason not to trust her. She truly loves me and I love her. But she has a co-worker male best friend that, in all honesty, he's great. He's awesome. Based on our few interactions, he's a genuine guy and I'm jealous of him. He can make my partner laugh in ways I've never seen. They're constantly smiling at each other. Anytime he's talking, she'll perk up and listen to his every word. She'll compliment him in ways she's complimented me in the past. I was really happy when she told me she was attracted to how wise I am, but then also called him wise at a different time. I know, I'm being dramatic, but it bothered me for some reason. She likes the way he dresses and talks. We're similar in many ways, but he does things better. 
Because of prior experience with being cheated on, I have insecurities around competing with other men in partners' lives. She hasn't given me any reason to doubt her and I know this is a me issue that I need to work on. I asked her why they never sought each other romantically. She said it's because they practically grew up together and sees him as a brother. Totally valid and rational. However, my ex cheated on me with her brother, so it's hard for me to let this go mentally and I don't want to sabotage our beautiful relationship. I'm worried that she'll eventually see him more than a friend based on how they interact. I'm also worried that I'm a second choice to him. Women of Reddit, do you all have a male friend who's like a brother? Why didn't you pursue anything? Has your boyfriend ever expressed concern about that friend? Was your partner a second option compared to said friend? Men of Reddit, does your partner have a male best friend? Do you ever feel threatened or jealous of him? How did you overcome that? Thanks for bearing with me. I've been trying to work on my insecurities and grow, but it's been a journey. I'm meeting up with him this week to get in the gym together and get to know him better. Hopefully this calms down my mind. Personally, I'm of the belief that you can have a very close friend of the opposite gender and for it not to go in the direction OP's fearing. Obviously, I can't say for sure whether or not something will or will not happen given enough time, but I think the more OP worries and freaks out over this guy, the more that relationship is going to get ruined regardless. I just think with the insecurity going on here, Regardless of what happens with the friend, OP's going to be overthinking everything, they're going to be constantly worried whether or not they're doing enough for their partner or whether their partner's giving them enough attention. I think it's definitely going to create issues. Although I'm not gonna lie though, if I were an OP situation, I would be feeling probably the same way. I definitely have my own insecurity issues, I'd be worried that this guy is Mr. Perfect and there's just some right window that's going to happen. Getting to know him might be a good way to deal with it though. Our next story is, I, 21 year old male, hooked up with a friend, 22 year old female, and now I'm receiving mixed signals from her. I've known this girl since September and we became friends on account of us sitting next to each other in the same classes and hanging outside of college. We're talking one night and I jokingly mentioned how I wanted to see her dog that she recently adopted and she ends up inviting me over to her place. I drive over and she immediately greets me with a hug and begins flirting with me throughout the night, even giving me a high five and then proceeding to hold my hand. We sit outside for a bit until we kiss and eventually hook up. While we're in bed cuddling, she tells me how she's been feeling differently about me since the end of spring. Eventually I head out for work, yet she didn't want me to leave. Since then we would talk every day and I followed up with her about potential plans to go out to the city which she had enthusiastically agreed to before, and she said she'd get back to me on account of her work schedule being insane. Sometime last week, she disappeared for two days out of nowhere and didn't give much of an explanation other than apologizing for going MIA. This week, she's done it again, and we haven't spoken since last Wednesday, but she did text me happy birthday on Saturday. However, she did tell me that Wednesday that she'd be moving to another place in the area and would have to take her dog over to her parents back home. I'm hoping that she's just been incredibly busy with life and not that she's made up her mind. I tend to overthink about these sort of things. I mean, she would have already said something if she wasn't interested, right? 
So has this been like a couple of weeks since this happened? Considering how they were acting in the moment, you would expect them to find a way to link up at least another time in the next two weeks, right? It very well could be that they are busy, moving is a very busy thing, but I just feel like they would manage to find a little bit more time to reply if they were that interested. I would say just don't let it control you and keep on going. Act as if maybe she is just no longer interested. And if something turns around and you're still open to it, go for it. Our next story is my female 32, boyfriend male 40, can't accept that I want to break up with him. What to do? Broke up with my boyfriend two months ago for being super inconsiderate of my relative passing away from cancer. Short story, he preferred to stay and party with his sister during her birthday. Meanwhile, me and my family were getting ready to plan a trip to see him and my relative state to say our goodbyes due to his terminal illness. Our relationship of two years was very verbally abusive, super toxic, and he was manipulative and told me many times he would never marry or move out with me. He lived with his parents and didn't seem like he had no desire for nothing at all. Now that I ended things, I blocked him from all social media outlets, but he keeps calling my phone from a private line and uses other phone numbers to contact me. I block every single number he contacts me from and silenced all unknown calls, but I keep getting voicemail notifications and he calls me about, I kid you not, a hundred times a day. He simply cannot take no for an answer and I pretty much said horrible things to him to get him to understand that I'm over him and I don't love him. It's starting to mess with my head how much he begs me. He even sends me emails. Does he really love me that much? Or what's going on? Honestly, considering OP said that this guy sounds like they have no desire for nothing at all, it sounds to me like this guy has his way of life that he is very comfortable with, and they've probably gotten way too comfortable having OP around. They just don't want their world to be rocked. If anything, I would say if this keeps up, consider maybe a restraining order. It's not a crazy thing if they're being that harassing. This next story is my 40-year-old female sister, 45-year-old female, found out her ex, 30s-year-old male, of many years ago is getting married, and she is spiraling. I'm concerned for her and her son, 20. My sister dated a guy a decade ago, and they've hadn't had contact for about as long. It was a toxic relationship, and they both had their issues. He was an addict and she had very low self-esteem. After having had my nephew when she was younger and felt like her heyday was over, my nephew's biological father was also an addict. And at the time, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama in the family because we felt like she was repeating a pattern. After several years of makeup and breakups, stolen items and money, a lot of tears, some legal issues, and our mom finally threatening to kick her out of the house, She couldn't afford to raise her son and have her own place at the time. They called it quits for good. He moved out of the area and got clean and seems to have done well for himself in that time. My sister never really got over him. They stayed friends on social media and every time he got into a relationship, she would get depressed. She would date here or there, but nothing that ever really stuck. His relationships always ended after a couple of months to a year. She had convinced herself they would find their way back to each other one day, especially since he got clean. About five to six years ago, he got a new girlfriend and this one seems to be the one. My sister was obsessing over them in the beginning, so I told her bluntly she should delete him from social media for the sake of her mental health. She deleted her profiles instead, 
Years passed, she decided to recently log back into her Facebook account and saw he had deleted old photos of her. She also saw he changed his relationship status to engaged almost two years ago. The profile seems abandoned. A lot of people dropped off of Facebook, so she did some sleuthing and saw that they are still very much together, and according to a mutual friend, their wedding will be coming up. My sister lost it and kind of had a meltdown over it. She called me crying and said she felt like she was mourning their relationship all over again and what could have been. I told her it's been over 10 years at this point and that she really needed to let it go. She said she had tried for years but always kept coming back to him. She admitted she kept all their old photos and couldn't bring herself to delete them and that it hurt her so much that he had deleted the photos he had of her. A few days ago, my nephew called me and said he was worried about her. She's been living out of state for a few years now because she took a higher paying hospitality job elsewhere and he still lives here. They usually FaceTime once a week, but she had missed their last two calls and he'd only spoken to her via text. She told him that she wasn't feeling well and things were just tough at the moment. I called her immediately after and we spoke about what was going on. She said she had made an Instagram account to view his photos and it sent her into a major depression. She kept lamenting how his fiance looked so young and how my sister would still be with him if she wasn't so much older than him. She also kept saying how much she had wanted to have a baby with him when they were together and how her window had now passed. I told her to take a few vacation days and to come home for a bit. She said she would think about it and hung up. My nephew called again and tried to ask me what was going on. I was vague and said his mom was going through some depression but didn't get into the details. I don't know if I should or if I do owe it to him to tell him what's going on. Sometimes I still see him as a kid but he's a full adult now. How should I approach this with my sister? Should I speak to my nephew and the rest of my family about this and tell them what's going on? On the one hand, I feel like it may rally support for my sister. On the other hand, I worry that it'll further push her away and reopen old wounds. Family was not happy about them dating and she would feel betrayed by me. I also wonder if I should reach out to her ex and tell him he should consider privating his account. That may add more fuel to the fire, but I think he may also have the right to know he and his fiance are being stalked. I just have to say this is obviously a crazy amount of attachment she has. I would just try and talk her down from her feelings and what she's currently doing. I really don't think trying to contact the ex and telling him what all is going on would do any good for anybody. I don't necessarily know if telling the family would either. I mean, the only way to get through this is for her to get through this and for her to also not feel so defeatist and that, like, life is over for her. This next story is, I, 31-year-old female, found my boyfriend, 28-year-old male, of two years on Tinder. Hi everyone, I found my boyfriend on Tinder last night after having a gut feeling something was going on behind my back. Sure enough, I found his profile almost immediately after making a fake profile and searching only for men in his age. I confronted him and he claims the app accidentally downloaded to his phone and that he was signed in automatically via Google, which is why he was showing up on Tinder. He swears up and down it's a big misunderstanding, but I think I just caught him cheating. His Tinder profile also had his hometown listed, and he literally just moved back home two weeks ago. I don't think you can add the hometown unless you actually enter it yourself. How should I handle this situation? 
Yeah, I definitely don't believe the whole, oh, the app accidentally downloaded to my phone, and that I was accidentally automatically signed in via Google. Like, just take a step back. Does that sound like anything that could possibly happen? A dating app? somehow automatically installed itself and signed in on their phone without them even knowing? It would be one thing if you were dating them for two months and maybe they just happened to still have it but weren't using it. But you've been together for two years. Is the stuff on that profile all outdated by two years? I certainly think it's potentially breakup worthy, not gonna lie. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy relationship question, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 